Well, hello and welcome to the first episode of Access Hollywood. I am Harley Wallen. I'm here with my co-host Rob Holland from Attack on Show that I had the pleasure to be on uh, not too long ago. Hello, hello. This is exciting. I'm happy to be here on the uh, premiere Access Hollywood. This is awesome. I know. Did you see those graphics? I know people in, I mean, <laughs> so awesome. Those that- are Michael Bay uh Level Absolutely. of effects right there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. That was, uh, that was awesome. A uh, whole lot of fun. But today's going to be a lot of fun. We, have, uh, we had scheduled Matt Bush and Shan Hagedorn, but we have not heard from Matt, uh, hoping everything is all right. Um, but we have a couple things we want to get to before we uh, bring in Shane and talk to him about all the fun stuff that he's got going on. Um, and I wanted to touch on this because it is uh, Oscar chatter time and, and people are talking. Obviously, you know, the whole d- thing right now, they're talking about, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker are the yes. two big uh, films that they're talking about. Uh, and also a, a big thing that they've been, uh, I think it started a couple of years ago and is starting to get tractions is um, the stuntmen. They've, they've not yes. been eligible for any uh, of the major awards and uh, it's it's looking like it's getting closer and closer to being a reality. So what do you what do you think of that? No, I, I definitely think it needs to be recognized. Uh, you know, obviously this this past year there's been some unfortunate accidents with mm-hmm. the stunt and that uh, with Deadpool, uh, The Walking Dead, I believe had another yeah. one. And uh, these guys, I, I mean, they're putting their heart and soul in these these films, mm-hmm. risking their lives, and they're not getting right getting recognized. And I definitely think. That's something that the Oscars should be recognizing. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think that's the, the right choice. I think beyond anything else, some of these films now uh, that do the motion capture, uh, you're looking at, at a good friend of mine, TJ Storm. He's in all kinds of movies, and he's not credited for the roles that he's portraying, yeah. which is that's even crazier. Not even getting recognized. Yeah. That's, yeah. He's, that's insane. It's, you know, it'll say, uh, it'll say TJ Storm and it'll, it'll, it'll say the character and then it'll say uncredited next to his name because um, they're not using his voice essentially. So is the voice the acting? That is that, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a part of SAG, but I, you know, that is a part of getting into SAG is getting those lines. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is that the reason why they're not being recognized? Uh, another thing to think about too, I mean, and kind of getting away from the Oscars, but talking about the stuntman is, is the amount mm-hmm. is the amount of uh, digital effects and mm-hmm. how far uh, you can go with these now. I mean, the motion capture, mm-hmm. uh, they're de aging people. Uh, you know, you kind of fear is stunts kind of something that may end up falling into that uh, situation as well, where maybe they just go a full special effects avenue with something like that. Yeah, and, and that would almost be. I mean, if stunts ended up being uh, somewhat obsolete by CGI or motion capture, then it would be even more so the motion capture characters that would have to become more credited. I think about films like Guardian of the Galaxy or whatever else where so many characters are not real at all. Right. So when somebody gets uh, wins an award for that, how much did they play and how much did the motion capture guy play or the stunt guy play? It's an interesting thing to 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 talk about, and I think we could we could talk about that all night if we wanted to. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's time to bring in Shane and and uh, and listen to what he's got going on. This guy is busy, 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 uh, working hard, and and uh, and uh, hell of an actor. I had the pleasure of having him in Eternal Code, so I think uh, 
And he did a great job in Eternal Code. He's so good. I love, you know, I love actors that really own roles. He came to me and he said, I, I, you know, I have this uh, thing where, you know, when, when he goes out as the detective, he speaks like an American to be trusted, but then he speaks in more of his native tongue, which has got that Mexican undertone or Latin undertone uh, as his character's <laughs> real. And it's like so good. It's that deceiving, <laughs> snaky kind of thing that he was doing. I, I loved it. I thought it was really, really cool. But uh, let's, let's bring in Shane. No, good to have you. Good to have you. You've been busy. Uh, you just uh, got littered with awards. Yeah. Tax Arizona. Thank you. And uh, simultaneously, we're our films. Three of our films were at another film festival in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and uh, they all won awards uh, there as well. And but yeah, at the Wild Bunch Film Festival, Wild Faith. Uh, picked up seven awards out of 13. And so, yeah, we're uh, really happy for that. And so, great festival, great um, people supporting it, the volunteers. And so, uh, yeah, we just, had a, we just had a good time. Yeah. Anybody who hasn't seen Wild Faith definitely should get out to see it. Uh, it's available kind of everywhere, right? Yeah, it's on DVD right now. Do you mind if I just take those off? I can... Yeah, yeah. If you, as long as you yeah. can hear us, you're good. Yep. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's available on DVD right now, Walmart, and also uh, Amazon right mm-hmm. now, and a couple other streaming outlets and uh, DVD Faith Film mm-hmm. DVD sites. So yeah, it's but. not it's not heavy handed though, I, I, and I like that because there are going to be people that may or may not really identify with a faith based film, and and if and if you're one of them people that have a hard time with it, I would say watch it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 it it's not preach he beat me on top of the head it's just guiding yeah. what's the uh, what's the premise here on, on wild faith well it's uh takes place in about 1875 so post-civil war drama uh my character emmett murphy is a uh, civil war vet uh, i return home after my life was spared on the battlefield by a black union soldier his dying wish was to take care of his family so I bring her up to Michigan with me. Of course, we experience some tension and friction in the town. Well, if you bring someone to Michigan, that'll happen in the winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we didn't get the neighborly treatment um, as this new family. And when a circus train runs into town and uh, has an accident on the railroad and releases uh, this tiger, things get really interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting, and and yeah. she won uh, for best actress at the last uh, award festival. That she's won at every award. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's won at every festival we went to. Best it's actress, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. you guys are best best faith film. Uh, you, yeah, you guys cleaned yeah. house with seven of yeah. those mm-hmm. awards. That's... Yeah, we best picture and then best faith film too. And you know that genre is just there as an identifier. Mm-hmm. I think it's a story with real people of those time that uh, have have. Uh, moments where they are they are faith is a little bit closer to them you know mm-hmm. they were praying for things for the sicknesses and for the crops and different things like that so um we i guess we have to be identifiable as a genre as a market but i just like telling good stories yeah um that happen to have a thread line in them mm-hmm. um, reflecting my worldview and maybe some others and i think uh if anything they're family fair Mm-hmm. that you can watch with your family and still enjoy some performances and 
maybe take home some of the nuggets that were that the characters, uh, you know, yeah. discovered themselves in the film. Yeah. So the Wild Bunch, the, the festival, watching, they're looking at some of the live video that you were uh, feeding on Facebook. Down. It looked like a blast. I mean, it was, there's mm-hmm. some pretty good events going on around this festival. It's, it's got to be a lot of fun when you're going to these new places to uh, experience not only the festival itself, but the area. And it looked like you had a good time. Yeah, and I think that's why, you know, festivals want to attract the filmmakers to come, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so they'll put on really cool things. Like we went to the saloon and... Just all really cool. But I appreciate, specifically this one, I've been to a few of them, um, even Burbank International Film Festival. Uh, we won Best Faith Film at there. And, nice. And uh, Lauren, and it's a secular yeah. it's a secular film festival. Um, so anyway, what I liked about that one is, is one, it's just a group of filmmakers all contributing and devoting themselves to this Western genre, which... It's kind of, it's on its way out. It was really, really strong, you know, 60s, 70s. Yeah. Um, you'll find little spits of, of, of films being made like that. You know, even the Coen brothers had mm-hmm. done uh, yeah. The Ballad of Buster Scroggs, which I haven't seen yet, but I really want to. <laughs> but um, for me, um, I, I became really enamored with that lifestyle and that look and the cowboy and it's all goes back to the hero in the simple times, you know, where there was clearly defined lines about right and wrong and things mm-hmm. like that. And I, I find that really interesting now that we're blurred lines with many things yeah. right. in our, in our culture. Everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, um, you know, being to play the hero, play the cowboy who yeah. still has his own flaws and, and you get to discover some of those things and play with it is really interesting to me. And to be a part of, you know, and I made a speech saying, you know, I want to be part of a new wave of filmmakers or actors that can bring back some of that as as our pendulum uh, shifts left, shifts right. I want to be that part of it coming back this way. Mm. And hopefully some of the projects that I'm involved with help bring it that right. way too. So Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Wild Faith, uh, for anybody who, who, who knows, is not not your your first film with uh, with your with your team either there's mm-hmm. been several before and and they're pretty much all out on the market and yeah. doing quite well yeah yeah thank you for that um yeah a collective development incorporated um headed up by dj perry his his imdb list is a mile long he's <laughs> been doing things professionally for about more than 25 years at least wow. you know no other job that's been been his job as an mm-hmm. actor and uh ceo of collective development Melissa Anschutz, Tony Tony Hornis, just a host of great producers, David Grise and John Mashney, and and I think that uh, one thing we we like telling stories, mm-hmm. um, we like each other's energy. We all contribute various things to the organization, and it's just a great time to be alive when you you know you find your tribe, you know yeah. your tribe of people, yeah. and, and working with Harley too, man. I had a great time over there. And, you know, we did two pictures together. Yeah. And uh, just finding people that uh, are hard worker. I like good work ethic. Mm-hmm. I like uh, people that care for storytelling and treat their people right. And uh, that, that attracts me, man. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm know? the same way. It's, it's a big, big deal. Uh, but let's talk about that because Eternal Code just released. You came down and, and had a 
good time in yeah. LA and uh, yeah. uh, talk about your your side of the experience uh, with the audience a little bit because I, I felt it was kind of a Cinderella kind of night and it was mm -hmm. a bit surreal at times and sure. uh, and and uh, and I have my perspective on it but I, I'd love to hear a little bit of, this is of the, your night. This is the premiere at the Chinese Main Arts yeah. Theater. That, yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. amazing in itself. Yeah, to be able to experience that was yeah. was, was really cool and. Uh, hopefully one of many, but yeah. it was, it was a very special night and I, I wanted to, to, you know, nothing is ever timed right. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like you have to jump on things. You mm -hmm. have to make opportunities. You have to just go out and chase things because nothing's going to chase you. No. And, uh, so I was looking at the time and like, man, you know, like I got to do this. I want to go here. I want to experience this film. I want to experience uh, an LA premiere mm -hmm. and, Everything was met, all my expectations and all my just, you know, the fantastical things. It was really cool, and I had yeah. a great time. You guys, uh, I'm really proud of you, man. I'm really proud of all your hard work and, and, and your collective efforts of all your team, man, mm -hmm. making something really special. Yeah. And uh, it was great, man, meeting, meeting people that, <laughs> uh, from all over and really respecting the work. So, yeah seeing artists that have been in the industry for so many years watching mm. something that we made in michigan going yeah yeah man good job that was really they respected the art yeah. and, and the work so yeah that's I huge and that. i feel like michigan is kind of the, the the cinderella story waiting to happen that uh, you know we had that film incentive here in michigan we were making some uh, some headway on a lot of films yeah it got taken and i feel like there is a large group not even just in the michigan area but outside of michigan that wants to see Michigan succeed in this industry and mm -hmm. it's interesting to hear from your guys's perspective being out in LA you know it seems like something you touched on where people are, are excited to see something out of Michigan come out and it looked like a major event I mean I was at home yeah. watching it live yeah. on Facebook yeah, yeah. It, it was it was everything yeah it's it crazy there's one video now that's circulating with all the interviews or not all but a lot of interviews on it mm. and and it, it, just to see it again it's just and just reliving that of of how many guests we had and yeah. you know hollywood royalty and the <laughs> mayor of beverly hills is like pinch me yeah don't pinch me actually don't pinch me yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know hollywood does uh provide a facade of things mm -hmm. you know but at the heart of it there's human beings and there's real people that really um were drawn to mm -hmm. this because of the work because of the artistry and I think that's why they're able to, they still stay plugged in. You know, they yeah. want to go to premieres. They mm -hmm. want to meet new emerging directors. Mm -hmm. They want to meet new people that they may be able to collaborate with. Um, some people don't have connections or the ability to produce their own stuff. Mm -hmm. And they have to be picked as actors. As we both know, yeah. they're waiting to get picked. Tough, so that's tough, why tough, we became producers yeah. to to put out our own stuff, man, mm -hmm. to, to, to forge our own destiny. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so, in the rearview mirror a little bit right now with Wild Faith and uh, and uh, Eternal Code, but I know that you're that you're tinkering and working, and you've been bu you've had a busy summer. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to tell us a little bit more what you were doing this summer? Yeah, we just uh, wrapped a film uh, that was shot in July and August on the west coast of Michigan. Beautiful, beautiful place. Oh yeah, you know, uh, people vacation there, but people get to live there too. And so I was, but um. Got we just, yeah, I was really <laughs> envious of them, yeah. but you know, happy that they shared it with me. Uh, Lost Heart, and that was mm -hmm. uh, written by DJ, directed by Jesse Lowe, who we've worked with on three other pictures before. Mm -hmm. 
um, starring Melissa Anschutz, one of our producers, phenomenal actress, great friend, incredible producer, mm -hmm. hard worker, tenacious. And Tony Hornis and our team went up there and we shot, I think, uh, 21 days-ish, give or take. And it was just gorgeous. And it's a wonderful story about a uh, falling Nashville star who'd been estranged from her father for maybe a better part of 30 years. Wow. And one night when she's maybe at her lowest point through addictions and alcohol and all these things, she learns of his passing. Now, she grew up in this emotionally abused household. That's why she left. But she goes back there not to pay respects, but to kind of you know, spit in his face, so to speak. Uh -huh. But when she returns to this quirky town of Lost Heart, Michigan, she begins to find out that the father that she knew in this town is totally different. This guy's changed his ways. He'd been really philanthrop. Um, he, he won like the lottery and started giving back and changed his ways. And so she's wrestling with all that. And now, now there's a little spin on it as well. He adapted this, this kid, um, who had, uh, I'm sorry, Down syndrome as a kid. Mm -hmm. Now he's an adult male. And actually, our actor, um, actually Josh Perry, no relation to DJ, did, uh, does have Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And he just won Best Supporting Actor oh, at a film festival for the Chrysler that we produced our first picture with him. DJ wrote this role with Josh in mind. Mm -hmm. An incredible man. I mean, he's he's acted against... Bruce Willis, he's been in Shameless, he's mm -hmm. been in a bunch of other films, and he's awesome. one of the top, he said one of the top Down Syndrome actors mm -hmm. working oh, right wow. now. Yep, <clears throat> and, and, and just a sweet man. So along with all those complexities of mm -hmm. the drama between Melissa's character, uh, we weave in this thing, his dad is a UFO chaser. He actually is able to watch the night skies in northern Michigan where there's not a lot of light pollution. Yeah. Excuse me. And he thinks UFOs are out there, plausible mm -hmm. things. We don't know at all. And so his son now, Josh, also thinks, you know, he's, he's a Bigfoot hunter. Like Bigfoot is alive <laughs> and well. So there's those opportunities for the comedy in there, you know, yeah. and, which is really cool. And it makes it a really unique picture. And I was really happy uh, we got Victoria Jackson standing live yeah, on it. Uh, Don Most came back a second time for us mm -hmm. uh, from Happy Days and just phenomenal wow. talents. Yeah. Um, it was really nice working with them and, and creating, letting the family get a little bigger. You know? yeah. Sounds like it's going to hit on a few genres there. I mean, it will. I'm excited to see how they, they yeah. bend all that together because yeah. it seems like there, there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Give the editor some credit when that one's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah. that's very interesting. Do you find when you're working with the same crews, I mean, obviously you're going to get your feel, you know, to, to how you work with each other. I kind of picture like a NASCAR relationship, like a, a, a crew chief and a driver who get along really well and, and they're going to win races. Um, do you find that when you're working with the same crews, does sometimes it almost just seem like too easy? I mean, do you guys like, you know what they're expecting of you? Uh, you, you know, you're more comfortable with what they're looking for. Do you find each film's getting easier as you continue working with the same groups? Um, some things, um, are built upon those relationships improve, but I think every film's a challenge. Mm -hmm. You'll always face every other challenges. Every film. So every. in our case, um, you know, we've got our chinks in our armor from some of these battles that we go through, but, uh, yeah, we're just as resilient and just as, 
as pie in the sky, hopeful about doing these crazy yeah. projects yeah. as ever. But uh, we're battle worn, and we've uh, learned to um, be more disciplined and focused right. on things in the future. So, and I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We mm-hmm. have a good team of alpha artists, man. They're really mm-hmm. alphas, um, but we learn to work with each other really good. Right. Just, mm-hmm. You know, go and get it, and 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 love working with new people too. Mm-hmm. Always, you know, always working with new people, and as as you know, roles in behind the camera, in front of the camera, fit. So obviously we're always looking for a challenge as, as actors, uh, different genres, different characters. Uh, is there a preference on your, I mean, do you, do you like drama, comedy, uh, or obviously I know you want to always broaden your horizons and try new things, but just curious, like, do you have like a personal preference that you enjoy more than others? You know, I've, I've worked a lot of like, let's say genres. My first film I ever made that I wrote directed was almost like my student film. Basically it was, but I didn't do it in class. I just, wrote a 60s period piece thing and and filmed a movie you know so i've always liked <clears throat> um time periods that are aren't you know right now that mm-hmm. isn't today and maybe that's why you know we're doing more we've done three biblical epics epics we've done three biblical movies uh together we've done wild faith um you know so i think that in in terms of any type of comedic or dramatic i don't know i like finding humor in the drama which Mm -hmm. you have to and finding the drama and the humor i think it's about due that we have a comedy because we've done a lot of heavy stuff (laughs) man's best friend just come out i just we just had a cast and crew and audience invitation screening for that a month ago and there was weeping throughout the whole theater wow people i mean it was it was it's a very emotionally uh, emotional powerful film and we've got nothing but just great ratings from everybody that has seen it. And it has to deal with, with our veterans, PTSD, and, and uh, mm-hmm. canines, or our dogs. And So anyway, uh, I think we're due for a comedy. Lost Heart does have that, though. <laughs> Lost Heart does have the comedy. Sounds like there's yeah, And it there. does have those moments where, you know, it's really touching stuff. So I think that'll be the next one. They're like, oh, finally. Yeah, you guys got. Yeah, I'm like, running out of Kleenex every time we watch. Your yeah, movie. I can. <laughs> I can relate to that. Uh, we're in in post production right now on Bennett's song Holiday, and yeah. I'm, every time I look through it, I'm like, it's by far the funniest thing we've done yet. Uh, awesome. You know, the original Bennett song had a, a, some humor, but mm-hmm. even more so in, yeah. in in this next one. So that's uh, it's going to be fun for us because we've been very very dark on our end. So yeah. I, I felt I feel the same thing yeah. with that, but. Uh, uh, to fill in, when you were talking about uh, if it makes it easier, uh, what I think, at least on my end, it's not that it's easier, but you're very comfortable, so there's less of what worrying about what do yeah. they like, what do they think, right, right. Uh, yeah. how you know how to how to behave on set, because sure. uh, sometimes you just you got to figure out a way to gel, and if you already gel with a, a big part of the team. It's like you know, hanging out at your friend's house. Yeah, yeah you're, it's not your own house, but you're pretty comfortable there. Right. Uh, so that's what I think is so nice about working with the same team. Uh, you don't have to. F- There's not that uh, little awkward face first when you're oh, yeah. getting in. Which and is- time is is so precious, and to have that shorthand, you know, yeah. and to not have to, like you said, worry about, you know, those unknown variables. Mm-hmm. So you can have somebody super talented. 
but if they don't have the right attitude, they might not get another job with us. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't want to work with that. We don't have time for that. No. We want, you know, you don't have to put on a, a big happy face or something. Just do the work, do the job. And, Be on time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we have 12 stuff. hour days when you're shooting yeah. and, 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 and there, there's no buffer. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so definitely. Shane, uh, on a personal note here, uh, how do you prepare for certain roles? Are you, you know, there's, there's some that like to gather like a collection of, of other films when they're kind of researching like a character and such. Uh, there's some that like to go and read news stories and try and find factual situations that might fit that character more. Uh, what kind of side of that do you fall on? Um, I believe in just trying to do as much prep. I mean, because usually you might have three weeks before a roll, you know, uh, do much as much prep as you can and uh, talk with your director. A lot of it's right in the script. Right. You know, just take it from the script. Um, it is acting in the end. I don't have to write a, a novel on the back page of what, this character is what, you know, the mm. biography of this character. But uh, let's say, for instance, with Emmett, because that's more relatable. It's something uh, I actually had to watch. I went to some Civil War mm. museums, actual the battlegrounds when I was in Tennessee, read some of those things, watched some of um, uh, Ken Burns' Civil War history, because, mm -hmm. you know, he was a Civil War soldier. I talked to real um, combat veterans and talked a little bit about PTSD and what that was. And I learned about what Michigan was, who this guy would have been at that time. Logging was a huge industry in Michigan okay. during those times. Michigan's always been, like, number one yeah. in so many things <laughs> yeah. over, over the centuries, you know. And then all of a sudden now you've got to do it. You've got, to, you've got all that, and then now just almost throw it away, but it's still there, mm -hmm. and now you've got to be in the moment, trust your partner, Make good eye contact and make some interesting choices, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, let your director say, yeah, eh, yeah. oh, yeah. And then you know you're doing something, <laughs> yeah. you know, because all that can change when you get on set. You could do all this homework, I'm say it like this, and then your partner comes in and that could all change. The right. director goes, you know, I don't know. I don't know now. You know, and you got to be ready and prepared yeah. for those adjustments. Yeah, I always say, don't ever prepare how. Uh, that's a scary place to be when you're when you when you've locked it in, uh, but try to figure out why. Yeah. I think that's a, a good way for an actor to go, is to think about why because that way when you respond uh, and connect, yeah. you'll be true. And yeah. and I think that's the key to to everything when it comes to acting is is both people or all people in the scene, for a little moment we all believe that we are who we say we are sure. and uh and that that shows up on screen i think yeah yeah and even for the car uh character carter that i played me and you harley had you know a few conversations yeah. on that before i came to set and uh and then even that night There's some interesting choices <clears throat> there yeah yeah well and here's the thing too um goes back to doing your prep and then getting on set and then something could be totally different so um, we had made a lot of, I've made a lot of suggestions, asked questions. Harley's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, like that. So then I get to set with kind of this preconceived, uh, character thing that I was going to do. And, uh, I was kind of rehearsing it out loud and on set that day, I just, this ain't going to work. 
<laughs> this ain't gonna work like this idea that i had for it and i had to rewire everything and when we went to shoot i changed everything yeah and it was just a last minute decision because once you get on that train with that oh yeah. you can't change you can't it change later it now. man so you got to do it right now right and uh you know so that was interesting because i've had i've actually been on stage check this out as mm -hmm. an actor yeah been on stage um doing theater rehearsals you have about six weeks of rehearsing right and i made this character choice and they're from the appalachians and they talk um they got that real date appalachian back in the back of your throat mm -hmm. appalachian talk and i've been doing this character for weeks like that i'm backstage relaxing eyes closed and i hear hey and i look up and it's the director and he goes hey uh the accent don't do it tonight <laughs> okay you know boom and like you just think is that why did you do that it was that sabotage like and all and all those mm -hmm. things start going in your mind and in the end you just gotta be Medical. present and just do right. it and just forget wow. yeah <clears throat> i want to i want to throat choke Bunch of <laughs> speaking of deep throat, yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's rough but you know you uh i like challenges too man yeah i like challenges so how long have you been acting now you obviously did some stage is this something that you started out at you know in, in school at a very young age something you kind of picked up later yeah i started when i was 26 45 now so you know, mm. 19 years acting um it was something I always wanted to pursue as a kid. Mm -hmm. I knew, like, you could see little drawings that I did. Policeman and then an actor because I was always watching TV. Like, And still now, my wife has to shut off the TV if she wants to have a conversation. I can walk yeah. across and there's a commercial, <laughs> and I just get drawn in. Yeah. Like, I can't, Those I can't stop it, dude. Yeah. I have to, like, oh, I have to talk. Should we shut that off? I got stuff to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm running late. I was five when I told my mom that I was going to be a movie star and move to the United States. Ain't that something, Five. man? Five. Yeah. Standing in front of the TV, Tarzan was on. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, I think they're, you know, those words, man, just plant a seed. And, mm -hmm. and you know, whether you believe in destiny or not, but uh, I think I'm wired for this. Mm -hmm. I am wired for this. There's yeah. training. You know, there's, you can have talent, but without discipline, without execution. Amen. You know, you're, you're just doing some some weird voices in your basement, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> that your friends might laugh at. Yeah. I do but, weird uh, things in my basement. Friends yeah. Right. Yeah. Am I going to lie about that? No. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's interesting. So is there is there a moment at, at that age? I mean, what was the defining moment yeah. that you just said, I'm, I'm going for it? Yeah. Well, I get I get kicked out of high school classes. I took like a drama class and. And I thought I was doing some serious stuff, you know, I was entertaining people, but I get kicked out for causing a disturbance. And so I didn't understand that. I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and it wasn't until, like, um, I was 20 I started a security job, uh, loss prevention, plainclothes security, busting shoplifters, made my way up to lead detective, became manager, and then I was loss prevention manager. Did that kind of work for about five years. Okay. Took me out of state for a little while. I came back. Uh, to Michigan, and uh, this local, uh, this hospital was hiring uniform security, and I was like, okay, they pays really good, man, and uh, get me back home, and 
I think my next choice, I'm just going to become a police officer. I've worked mm -hmm. so closely with police and um, blah, blah, blah. So I took a full criminal justice courses, and there was one elective that I had to choose. And I looked at all these things in this intro to acting class. It was, uh -huh. was blaring. It was just screaming at me, man. I go, you know what? This is the year I'm going to do it. This is the year I'm going to talk to that girl. Mm -hmm. This is the year that I'm going to go after <laughs> and live without regrets. Yeah. And I did. I went and talked to the girl. She's my wife now. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I got to uh, do that. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, I made that, uh, that decision then. And I was coming in at 26. These guys were coming out of high school. They were 19, 20. They were just kind of playing along, and it was fun playing theater. And I'm like, I'm serious about mm -hmm. this, man. Yeah. And then when this girl came in, I thought I'd have to go to Chicago. I didn't know any movies were being made here. This one girl comes back after a weekend of missing classes. She goes, everybody's like, where'd you go? She goes, I was in a movie. What? You was in a movie? Mm -hmm. They make movies here? <laughs> and I, that yeah. was it, man. Now I just knew that something could happen. And I started writing my first script. I'm like, no one's going to, I don't know anybody's going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. I borrowed like four grand by well, a camera, partnered with another guy who had the same camera. And we went out and shot a movie, you know, over the mm -hmm. summer. That's awesome. So that, yeah, that was the first one. No, that, that, cool. that's excellent. Because I feel like acting is one of those things that, you know, when like you start at a young age, and obviously I think you can get the craft um, and, and learn the process. But I feel like, you know, twenty like your mid twenties getting into it, you've got like a different perspective yeah. of the world to then get into this industry and start yeah. looking at things a little differently mm -hmm. uh, than than something fresh out of school. Um, you watched a lot of TV as a kid. You were just saying, oh, yeah. what what inspired you? Like, was, was there like a favorite TV show, Dallas. movie? Dallas, Dallas, <laughs> I love Dallas. My That's grandparents, awesome. man, that was the thing. Dallas and Three's Company. Jack oh Turpin, man. man. Like, so there's the drama, there's the comedy, yeah. and those off the top of my head, man, were... That's still a show today you yeah. watch, and it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And it's actually interesting watching it today, because a lot of the jokes, I don't know, would, would pass today, but yeah. it's still, the comedy is hilarious. Oh, yeah. That, like, Cheers, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. that Classics. timeline of sitcom was just... 80s. 80s yes. Oh, my God. Best music, yeah. best a whole lot of things, actually. Yeah. yeah. How about favorite movie? What's your all-time favorite movie? That's a toughie, man. Yeah, it really. Give is. us your uh, top handful, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I couldn't. You put me on the on the thing for one. Really? I couldn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, off top of the list, right off, man, on the waterfront. You know, oh, Marlon okay. Brando. Mm -hmm. um, for me, as as a young actor coming up, watching that, and just looking at him doing these things, man, and just making you want to. One, want to identify with what he's going through, mm -hmm. but wanting to be him. Yeah. A beautiful man who was conflicted and, and you know, wasn't this or that. And I was like, man, as an actor, I just looked at him and admired him. Mm -hmm. And later did I find out that he was the standard for all the guys that I looked up to. Yeah. De Niro, Pacino, like he was the one yeah. from that. And so, yeah, easily, you know, on the waterfront multi won like five awards that year you know mm. Aaliyah kazan as a director and um <clears throat> yeah and, and and some comedies man just stupid stuff just <laughs> you know jim carrey 90s comedy yeah. you know just you could a movie that you can just watch over and over like dumb and dumber simple but, but doesn't get perfect. old no it's like no. perfect even if it's on right now you will watch it <laughs> yeah i won't change it for batman i like i'll watch yeah. dumb and dumber 
I never realized that. I just uh, read recently that the uh, the most annoying sound in the world was ad lib. <laughs> that was not in the script. That yeah, he, oh, yeah. he ad libbed that in the scene. That's oh, yeah. hilarious. So yeah, that movie never gets old. No, not at all. That's it's yeah. It's, I, I I'm the same way. There's a lot of different genres, and uh, it's yeah. just cool to hear uh, mm-hmm. to hear you say the same thing and and uh, and how many things are pulling at you and tugging yeah. at you. Because I think sometimes as an actor you get you get I don't want to say typecast, but you play a certain guy because it portrays really well on TV, and and you're like, but I want to do something funny. Yeah, I want to want to crack people up. Yeah, and uh, and some actors can they can trans you know Robin Williams was mm-hmm. was the, was the standard oh for that Lord, transition yeah. for that you know, and I, I I love I love comedy too. Yeah, you know, and and I would say one other film, Color Purple was one that oh, great for me yeah. as a kid yeah watching that because i grew up you know I'm, I'm half mexican so i grew up and my my grandparents were brown no one else was you know mm. and and seeing i didn't have to experience any prejudice that i viewed because or that i seen we lived out in the country i never mm-hmm. like was open to seeing that i guess my yeah. eyes weren't open to that you know yeah but i can imagine that happened you know mm. so watching the color purple and seeing um that time period and that yeah. era and things like that really really it really pulled me emotionally as a kid and that still sticks in my mind yeah. the beautiful music we we're talking yeah. about musicals earlier mm-hmm. the wonderful music man that was sung in that and uh music is a big part of me i love singing i do mm-hmm. karaoke and that was one thing that i wish i could do <laughs> just sing sing yeah. better yeah you know? using your body as an instrument as an actor but using it as a as an instrument for voice mm-hmm. is incredible. Have you seen Bad Times at the El Royale? Not yet. It's one of the movies that I guess it was meant to be, you know, the next Pulp Fiction kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it just didn't get traction right out of the gate. Maybe the wrong audience or something. No, it, but it, I watched it and I was like, holy smokes, this movie is amazing. Yeah. It is so good. And, and, uh, and then... Uh, you know, I, I I kind of do love finding movies like that though, because I I saw it on a plane, and it was like this looks good. Yeah. I remember hearing about this, and then it kind of fizzled out. But let's see if it's any good. Yeah. And and I I bought it. I bought the DVD so I could watch it with my wife after watching it on the plane. That was that good to nice. me. It pulled nice. pulled me in. <laughs> I want to be entertained. <clears throat> it's nice when you can find something like mm-hmm. man, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know. Um, there's a lot of big budget movies that just don't cut the mustard, and I'm not an egotist in saying that. And you can say stuff about my, our films that we've done, whatever. But uh, I, I want to be entertained. I really do. And uh, once you find something like that, you're like, oh man, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, I really appreciate it. And you'll tell other people about it. You know. Yeah. Well, since we kind of slid in on that subject, let's let's kind of wrap with. Uh, talking a little bit about this because you talking about being entertained and, and talking about film and, and substance and whatnot. Um, we just heard, uh, and, and it's now been back, but saying pretty much the whole superhero thing is not cinema. Yes. Well, Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. The Scorsese yeah. quote. And, and a couple people have been like, yeah, you know, kind of true. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think, they're probably misunderstanding what he means a little bit, sure. or they're trying to pin people against each other. Oh yeah, because I I think I get what he's saying, uh, 
but what what do you think about what he said about I, I think he specifically said Marvel, but but yeah. in general, yeah, I, I certainly can understand if he were to make that statement and if it was his heartfelt thing. You know, he mm-hmm. has made some of the greatest movies. Oh yeah, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, Amazing. which would be up on top of my list of all Both those of them, things yeah. too. You know, um, and you get older, and I think sometimes you just don't care. You don't care what anybody thinks yeah. anymore. People. <clears throat> Older people just say what they want. Yeah. Are those Marvel movies to me um, cinema, as he were to say? Um, I think they're movies that uh, certain large audiences like. And audiences will, they really will just (coughs) whatever you kind of put out. I mean, what's ever available. If, if, If I'm only offering so much food you know mm-hmm. you just you have to eat it because it's consumable mm-hmm. you know um i really don't watch i've watched like i think ant-man i've watched like the dark knight series and things Red. like that you know <laughs> but i haven't watched uh all the marvel ones you know maybe one or so it just mm-hmm. doesn't interest me there's too much going on too many stories yeah it's it's really the or it's, uh, mm-hmm. spectacular mm-hmm. and uh I like more intimate stories, I like journeys. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, James Cameron actually a, a while back mm-hmm. kind of started the the frenzy because yeah. he spoke out against Marvel ruining. He said they were actually yeah. ruining the cinematic you know universe that that they weren't uh, they were actually hurting other filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of uproar there. I, I feel like it is growing. Scorsese has, and there was somebody else that just came out and spoke against you know the Marvel. Um, it's a tricky setup. You know, I've talked about this before that uh, you know. You just had the last Avengers become the top grossing movie. Mm-hmm. And then the big discussion is what's better, the Avengers or Avatar? Did, did it deserve to beat it? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I will give Marvel credit that they have created a, a marketing genius. I mean, they, they've created 20 movies to build up to this one to become the largest grossing film yeah. of all time. Does that really make it better than Avatar, which was a standalone, maybe not original plot, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a standalone film that did break the tech, you know, technical uh, grounds mm-hmm. altogether. Yeah. I mean, the special effects was all created for that movie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that dollars anymore really make sense as far as saying like the, the best movie of all time. And yeah, uh, I I do understand what Scor- uh, Scorsese is saying because yeah. movies like uh, the what you were just talking about the um, uh, which one was it the Royale? Royale. Yes. Yeah, uh, that was one Round. I think got got by the wayside because there were marvel movies coming out every year mm-hmm. look like a great movie but because you needed to see this marvel film in order to, to catch up on to know what's going to happen in the next avengers mm-hmm. people would spend their money on the marvel film i i wasn't excited about miss marvel but yeah. i had to see it because i really wanted to see avengers and know what was going on yeah, yeah, yeah. so they created that universe and, and it is unfortunate because there's a lot of original <clears throat> stories out there i think that are yeah. being bypassed because of this i think that they're two different things i think there's the spectacle of yeah. of and and i grew up a comic nerd uh, i was i was the guy with uh, spider-man's galore i read fantastic four x-men like that was me um so so i really dig it i was in batman nightmare which uh, is doing episode after episode now so i i'm i'm the audience definitely that they're looking for but even for me the stories sometimes get too thin and like you said, too many subplots and, uh, and, and whatnot. And, and you're watching a spectacle. Uh, it's like watching Dunkirk with people. Yeah. Uh, 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 and, and, and I think 
it's just like uh, sometimes my wife will be like, you know, she'll, she'll, you know, I, I want to watch Austin Powers. And she's like, that movie's so dumb. And I'm like, that's what I want to watch today. Yeah. I want to watch <laughs> yeah. something really dumb because yeah. it's so awesomely ridiculous. I need to check out. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. want to laugh. <laughs> sure. I just want to laugh in something that's ridiculous. Yeah. I will be curious how phase three of this Marvel Universe goes because I think. With all I, these you, new you've got people. Your core, yeah. You've got your core superheroes that I think you could get a lot of people in with Captain America, Iron Man. They were well-known characters. Phase three. You know, they, they just canceled Ant-Man 3, mm-hmm. which he was kind of a side character. And Paul Rudd's a genius. Everybody loves Paul Rudd. And that yeah. movie didn't, you know, that, that franchise seems like it's being cut. Uh, I'll be curious if these new characters that are lesser known characters carry Marvel line as, as it's been, especially with this, I'd say, you know, backlash of Scorsese yeah. and that coming out. Be interesting to see, but. I think, you know, money talks. So as long as the tickets are still getting bought, yeah. you know, they're going to keep going with that. Franchise. Yeah, I guess, uh. They're bringing back uh, Tony Stark is coming back for Hulk versus. Yeah, he'll be an AI. I I, I feel yeah, like his, his You're right. Been captured. And yeah. I think that uh, you know kind of segue just a little bit how that affects us yeah. is that gives uh, us opportunity actually. Well, yeah, and if you're listening, Marvel, you know. <laughs> uh, what superhero would you want to play? <laughs> before <laughs> yeah i don't know man. i don't even know there any. are variations of the hulk right. <laughs> um but i think there's like for us it's it's there's so much content out there you know that it's hard to to really promote your stuff everybody's got something that they're doing now mm-hmm. so viewers are like what do i pay attention to right what 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 is being packaged? Sometimes it's what's packaged the best. Yeah. It looks okay. I'll take that one. The DVD cover mm-hmm. looks good. Or mm-hmm. I heard someone talking about it. And then there's all these other movies that get missed because of this one. And yeah. and I think that happens at studio level. There's a lot of movies that are not getting made because mm-hmm. the, the $300 million film, this, is getting made. So all these smaller niche films which there is an audience for but they don't want to spend any money to market to those people so i don't know and it, it that's the challenge that i think it comes for us for filmmakers is is to keep expanding our audience when more and more people want to get in this business yeah more and more things are getting made that aren't uh hitting certain standards mm-hmm. whatever those would be for anybody but they're just not good overall mm. But people get applauded for the effort, just for trying it. Good job. Good job. You know, it's really not that good, really. (laughs) But now you're competing against stuff that's not really good, and no one will ever find your stuff because people just go, "Eh, I'm just going to watch Dumb and Dumber tonight. There's so much content. Yeah, there's so, Mm -hmm. so much out there. That's for sure. Do you you feel that the not having the video star chains, I mean, I, I always brag, you know, I grew up working at Blockbuster, and they're not, I mean, there's one left. Do you think yeah. that's changed the, as far as how this stuff came out there? Because, I mean, I remember, you know, at least I was told that if you could get a movie on the shelf at Blockbuster, there was like a $10 million, like, uh, reward on, or uh, you would get back on your investment. Like, just getting it on the shelf that, you know, and sure. not having those shelves mm-hmm. anymore and putting it on streaming, now you have an algorithm with what they're going to put as far as what people are, are sliding through. Right. I mean, yeah. Do you find you, that you more challenging, or has it opened the door more to, to, to get on these streaming? I'd say both. Yeah, it, it's it's certainly helped us. But yeah. Like I said, and with those challenges that come with it, though, is more and more people now can take an iPhone or take a 
you know, lower quality camera and put it out there. And um, so that's why I've developed a very easy philosophy for myself at that I, it, it's, it's not uh, kumbaya or um, what's the one, the Lion King, you know, <laughs> no worries kind of thing. But I just do my best, man, Kuna and Matata. I go to bed. Yeah. Kuna Matata, yeah. <clears throat> yep. I do my best, go to bed. So I know I'm wired for this. I know I'm engineered to um, be a storyteller. And I'd do that if we didn't have any electricity. Yeah. We'd be hanging around my campfire, yep. and we'd be telling stories. We'd be making each other yep. laugh. We'd be scaring each other when we'd go out and take a leak or yep. something. You know, like we would be doing that yep. anyway. So yep. we just have the advantage and the blessing to have technology at our fingertips for this time. Do you, do you think as far as attention spans with the generations changing, I, I just read an article that a new streaming service is coming out uh, where, yeah, it's going to be about to 10 minutes. Uh, oh, the episodes? Uh, yeah, where basically <clears throat> it's going to be nothing but shorts where uh, their their movies will be at the longest 10 minutes, uh, you know, and it'll be just quick five, six-minute sure. episodes of things that yeah. because they're saying <clears throat> attention spans are short, they're not releasing it on smart TVs. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it will only be available on like yep, your phone. phone. Yeah. So it's kind of people in transit to watch, not driving. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you're on a subway, it's more formatted towards that. Uh, does that change your scope as far as maybe looking into more short films and, and look at it as a way of getting into something like that since it's at a launch? Or does that change your perspective or – you, do you want to continue on, you know, just looking at the full length? Because I feel like the market may be changing in the future. Well, I think that there's a time and place for short films for sure. And and I know what you're talking about. Uh, they're doing a lot of episodic stuff where right. essentially what they're doing is what used to be on TV in between commercial breaks. Yeah, like the Walking that's, Dead short that was in between the, yeah. Yeah, that's so that's kind of their standard yeah. of what they're doing uh, with the attention span. I, I really don't want to dumb down too far i think i think if you make it too easy to go to idiocracy we will mm-hmm. uh and i think uh uh for somebody who really loved movies and and i've watched movies hundreds of times uh, uh the same movie hundreds of times at, at yeah. times to lose that experience of the movie theater to get sucked into a story and go for a ride and watch somebody uh go through life on screen it would be heartbreaking to lose. I and, fear uh, that. I fear yeah. that. I, yeah. I, I, I get it too, but I think we need some of us, uh, you know, to quote, uh, to quote Richard Tyson in the Toronto code, uh, some dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that just refuse to go away because I think when people finally do sit down and put their phones away and actually get sucked into a story, uh, I think it'll always be well worth it. Yeah. There's niches for everything, man. There's the guy that just doesn't have time, and he's on the bus, and we're catching an Uber mm-hmm. 20 minutes to work every day, and he likes this cool little series about this, <coughs> these cosplayers, whatever. Right. I think that there is room at the table um, for all these different things, but uh, me specifically, I like the long-form narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we wrap, we got a little bit of time left. Uh, Disney is joining the streaming services i think is the third or fourth try um <clears throat> sounds like they're all in this time disney with the new plus. disney plus yeah mm-hmm. um and uh, i just heard now amc is stepping in the game they're also going to be coming and they're also going to have a um you know uh, original content and everything else and the question is uh, as we move into this new area what what do you what do you think do you think disney is going to be able to do it this time 
Do they have enough content? All do I they... know is I'm calling in sick November 13th and the 12th. I, I will be sitting. I, I have to give Disney a ton of credit with looking at the lineup on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Um, I'll admit I'm a big cartoon nerd, but yeah. mm. they were smart. They, they've got the 1990s X-Men animated series coming out oh, on Disney+, yeah. Plus, which I think was probably the greatest animated series of all time. Yeah, that, I watched that was, it. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was made for adults. Yeah. It was kind of the first yeah. cartoon to have a continuous story yeah. throughout yeah. the season. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. The 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 '90s Spider-Man cartoon oh, design yeah. there, which was really good. I the library. I don't know how anyone's going to match it. I mean, it's it's that's a it's a deep library to have Marvel, Star mm-hmm. Wars, yeah. Pixar, and the Disney Vault. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I think uh, they're going to be successful, especially with their price point. I I subscribed for three years, and it's like less than four dollars a month. And well, I got through yeah. your subscription already. <laughs> yeah. So you're in. I'm all in. Yeah, yeah that price What, what point, do you think? I mean, yeah, I, I I cut the cord long mm-hmm. long ago, man, and it was it's all been, you know, YouTube, uh, which is now YouTube, you know, the premium Plus package. Web, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Do, you the, do you have premium? Did you go with YouTube Live as far? Do you have any live uh, streaming services for the live channels, or uh, are you just all on I'm demand? I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't looked into that. I just have my usual content that I like watching, you know, especially uh, commercial-free, what I like. So it's if amazing. I want to find something, I don't have to sit through it. If I watch Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. I don't have to sit through commercials, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then uh, HBO and also Netflix and Amazon. Like, yeah. that's what yeah. I watch all the time. We don't have cable, haven't had it in years. And mm-hmm. um, adding another channel like Disney, yeah, I might. Like I got my wife Hallmark, you know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, it's going to be on nonstop in the next month or so. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that I I think, I think uh, we're definitely killing cable. I think that slowly but surely yeah. uh, has been happening already, and now with these even bigger guns coming out, uh, creating original content, I think it makes. It makes the indie film world trickier for sure because you 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 can't be these things are exclusive. So when they get you on one place, you don't you don't get to yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. So that's the it's a it's a tricky place to be. But how many of them do you think are going to survive? As far as the other streaming services, yeah, I mean we still have Hulu, well, HBO. Hulu is owned. I mean Disney owns a majority of Hulu now. Yeah. Uh, I forget the the percentage, but. Because they are actually doing a um, mm-hmm. a package deal where it's you can get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus since Disney owns all of that mm-hmm. for like eleven dollars a month. Um, so I think Hulu's going to be safe because yeah. of, of the programming that they're going to have on there and Disney backing it. Um, you know, people are looking for Netflix to to end. I, I mean, I I like a lot of the Netflix original stories yeah. on there. They they are producing some great content for yeah, their their are. series. My only fault to Netflix is. The movie selection is really poor. It uh, is. You know, it they, is. They have great TV series, but the movies. Uh, and then Amazon, who doesn't have Prime? I don't see that going anywhere either. Yeah, I, I don't I, see that either. <laughs> yeah. I love my two-day shipping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, very be, cool. Uh, it's very interesting times, you know. It is. And uh, to have the chosen vocation that we that we're going to. I mean, and and. And saying that, I still work a full-time job. It's not like this is my yeah, vocation. Yeah, yeah. I'm still working full-time job and then doing this as well. So um, it makes it a little tricky. But now, it, it, you know, I choose to have the, the not the hardships, but the challenges mm-hmm. of filmmaking, you know, and I love it. I embrace it because I'm a problem solver. 
I love I love solving problems and working with good teams and making things happen, man. Yeah. Screen. And I imagine yeah. the acting part for you, uh, you you have a full time job, but acting that's the passion. I mean that that you know it's a famous person once said, "Do what you love, and you never work a day in your life." And and to wow. me, that that I feel like you get the you get the adrenaline rush. You're there. It's not work. It's it's what you love doing. Yeah. And yeah, you you find the time when when you love something that much, and it doesn't feel like work. Oh, it, it's worth the time. Uh, you said it earlier. When when the opportunity comes, you got to go. Yep. And I think yep. that's what separates a lot of people in this industry. I I, I think a lot of people get tired or they don't want to stay up that extra yeah. hour or drive across mm-hmm. town to make it work. And those that do yeah. that hard work, it'll pay off. Yeah. I, I listen to a lot of professionals and uh, people that we admire. And the thing, the, the thread line between a lot of them is the ones that hung in there, the ones that persevered, the ones that kept going. Um, they're the ones that got to pick the fruit. You know what I mean? Right. So, coming on 19 years for me, man. Yeah, I'm still working a full time job, um, but uh, I've made some really good pictures and been part of some really great projects. Yeah, and I feel successful. I feel fulfilled, and I've got a great family and a wife. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm very successful and a happy man, and um, I want to continue um, going north, man. Just keep. Just I, I posted a thing today. With, Walking out on faith, you know, planning for mm-hmm. my future is walking out on faith. Yeah. Somebody that doesn't and just kind of haphazardly allows things to happen to them, mm-hmm. you know, they'll never really have success. But it's a comfort zone, man. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want in, in our characters. We want not things affecting our protagonists. We want the protagonists affecting change. Yeah. Being agent of change. Driving because, it. I like you it. Know, and you did a great job in Eternal Code to kind of wrap this in here. I was watching the film. Yeah. I, I give you a lot of credit in that movie because you're you're playing double character in that in that film and uh, you know, you're the villain pretending to be a police officer and then having a little comedic twist in there when and I like that when you went you know into the family's house and they kinda oh, where's Can- your ID and you're kinda having to back away from your story. <laughs> it, it just came off it was re- very it was really well done. I, I really liked your portrayal in that film. You did a great job in it. Um, and, and, you know, to mention that, you know, to give a shout out for Harley here, great job on directing and, and acting you. it, but Definitely. that's on DVD. So yeah, know, actually go, just came out Tuesday yeah. and uh, hot off the presses. And, uh, what blows me away with the film so far has been the critics reviews. Yeah. Uh, I've never, you know, critics are interesting people. It's not like you're going to just have, if you look at any of the other films, you know, betrayed, it was some were good, some were not so good. Um, this film, uh, other than a Turkish guy who wished that it was a, a sci-fi <laughs> film, I guess, uh, it's all been either incredibly good or very good. Yeah. Uh, so, which is pretty breathtaking when you're making an indie film yeah. and and you're very limited on your budget to even get them to watch it. And my publicist, the manager Joe Williams, uh, shout out. Yeah. Uh, who did an amazing that he was the guy the catalyst behind this crazy premiere with yeah. all these people and all the media and we had to extend the red card like uh, w- one of these days That's we'll talk cool. about just that event it was so crazy yeah. um but uh that that that's the whole the whole thing that craziness uh just blows your mind when you're when you're apart and and get to see uh you know what he could pull together 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, man, having key people in their jobs and being really good at what they do, man, and yeah. allowing you as a director, you know that, you know, just allowing the artist to do their thing. Some of the best directors say, I just stay out of the way. Yeah. You know, we, I just kind of heard them this way a little bit. That's kind of and just letting them do their thing. Yeah. And then that freedom, and that's why I, I like working with Harley. He's an actor's director. And we talk about the character. We mm -hmm. talk about those things, those yeah. choices that I yeah. made. And, uh, you know, allowing me just to work. And then, yeah, you know, yeah I like that. And then, and then just little adjustments. Little yeah. adjustments, man. And it was good. And we had some good scenes. And I had a good time. Yeah. I, I think the performances were fantastic. I, mm -hmm. uh, And I think, uh, you know, I listened to Tarantino when he said 90% uh, of directing is casting. I definitely agree with him on that. Uh, also, I, I think... Uh, uh, you know, a lot of the people that they cast there. When I when we bring in the Hollywood talent, so to speak, to come uh, to come do work, most of them pull me aside. You know, halfway through the day, and they're like, "This is different." Like usually, <laughs> it's right. their uncle and their yeah. this and their that and yeah. their friend. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people that can't really act, and and we go through a pretty rigorous system on casting to get the the best people. I I, I looked up some old systems with the Scorsese's. Uh, of the world, Michael Mann, about uh, what they were looking for in screen presence, truthful performance, and fit. And I've really stuck to that, and uh, and I, I'm very happy with that. And, and uh, yeah, definitely great performance. Yes. I, I love the choices. No, great job. I yeah. think uh, I think we've gone over by a little bit, which is light. pretty cool. So, yeah, we're, we're blinking. <laughs> so I having think, fun, man. Just right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we have to wrap, though. I think people uh, probably have about an hour attention span, so... Uh, we'll say uh, we'll say good night, and uh, we'll have to do this again and and continue on. And we have a, a film that's currently in editing that my editor is saying uh, this is by far the best you've ever done. This is not even remotely close to the other things. Uh, that one is 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 uh, in editing right now, called Ash and Bone, also yeah. with with Shane in it. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, we'll talk about I need that. Need to talk my way into a sneak peek. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well. Uh, Thank you, uh, Shane, yes, for coming yeah. out. I know Definitely. you t had a drive to come here. Yeah, and, no worries. And thank you for coming. And, and fun and fact Robert? about Shane, we share the same birthday, I found out. Uh, oh, so that's, uh, yeah, February nice. 18th. Nice, so nice. nice. How about that? Good people. <laughs> 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 on that note. No. Yeah, and Robert Holland, I, I, I got to plug the show, too, Attack on Show. I was on his show. Really, uh, really cool uh, gem that uh, I, I didn't really know of. They covered uh, the local festival, uh, Royal. Yeah, the Royal uh, Star Film right. Festival we yeah. were at. That was a lot of fun. And Very yeah, we cool. got to talk to you before Eternal Code was yeah. released. And uh, yeah, we just like to promote some local film and actors and I have to get you down in hey, the studio. Yeah, we got karaoke that. set up, so uh, we'll, we'll have some fun there. If you like bourbon, that's a good uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're in trouble now. I didn't get the things ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll I'll say thank you. <laughs> thank you. And uh, have a good Thank one. You.